is a reunion in order for Carlos Santana and the Pittsburgh Pirates? Are the Pirates a potential suitor for outfielder Michael A. Taylor? How would these guys fit into the lineup? And is more starting pitching on the way? We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates, brought to you by Game Time and FanDuel. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of this wonderful podcast here on that wonderful network. And folks, welcome to the January 5th edition of the Locked On Pirates podcast. You can follow me right there on Twitter at MVP Ethan underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. And of course, as you can tell, We're using a backup microphone today. I'm sorry for the audio issues on yesterday's show. I've been working on it all day, thinking it's the other microphone. So we're using this handy little guy down here. Hopefully it's not too loud for you, and hopefully it's not too bad. And I already have tested it a couple of times, and it seems to sound pretty okay on regular volume. But with all that said, we're here to talk baseball. We're here to talk Pittsburgh Pirates. We're here to talk about everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And as I said on yesterday's show, I expected some things to heat up over the next week, week and a half or so. And it seems that the rumor mill is once again heating up for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There have been multiple notable journalists who have spoken about the possibility of the Pirates targeting a reunion with Carlos Santana, who really reinvigorated the first base position until he was eventually moved to the Milwaukee Brewers at the trade deadline. But while he was here in Pittsburgh, he did great things, and he was a very fun switch hitter. You guys know I love my switch hitters. He was a a veteran presence in that clubhouse for a lot of those young guys. He was one of those players that you looked at as the embodiment of, of a player that has won before. He has been in the postseason multiple times in his career. He was even a gold glove finalist for what he did at first base defensively for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And of course, the NL Central rival Milwaukee Brewers who they traded him to. But the market for Carlos Santana, folks, is very interesting because it's a lot of teams that he's uh, played with before, reportedly. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates, obviously. It's the Seattle Mariners, who he played with the year prior to 2023. And it's the Milwaukee Brewers, again, who are looking for a reunion as well. So there's a lot of teams looking for a reunion with Carlos Santana. And you're looking at a guy that overall had a very solid 2023 campaign for what it was worth and what he's going to bring you nowadays. And Carlos Santana, again, is just one of those players that, again, you look at and you say, hey, you bring him in, he's going to continue to bring you at least some kind of production. I mean, he hit 240 last season with 23 home runs and 86 RBIs, 132 hits on the year. So you look at these things and you say, yeah, Carlos Santana, I don't think is going to be the player that's going to push the Pirates over the edge. But when you mix him and Rowdy Telez together, both at first base, ironically, both former Milwaukee Brewers now at this point, 
gets a little interesting with that platoon because I think that platoon works out pretty well. I've already said that I love the Rowdy Telez acquisition because I do think that that swing that he possesses is going to work really well in PNC Park. I think it's a swing that is going to potentially have 20-plus, maybe even 30 home run potential if he stays with the Pirates for the entirety of the season and stays healthy for the entire year. And he saw Carlos Santana do – a lot of the same things in Pittsburgh last year before he was moved. When he was in Pittsburgh last season, he did very well with the team. I mean, again, 94 games compared to 52 with Milwaukee. His splits were a little bit better in Milwaukee, but obviously with a smaller sample size, that's kind of expected. But his OPS was above the 700s all year. You're looking at a guy who could still hit the home run ball, obviously could still play well defensively at first base. And I think a platoon, again, between Telez and Santana is something that would just fit and just work. I think it's something that for the Pittsburgh Pirates, too, the first base position has just been in a state of flux ever since. I mean, I would go back to Pedro Alvarez at this point as a player that was consistently there. Now, you look at Josh Bell. Obviously, Josh Bell was a player at the first base position that was also pretty good as well. But a lot of Pirates faithful would also argue that the Pirates haven't really had a great first baseman since Willie Stargell. I mean, there is really that sentiment amongst Pittsburgh about how that position has been taken care of for the longevity of this organization. And it just hasn't been a, I mean, it just hasn't been a position that you really look at and say, oh, this is something that, you know, the Pirates have done very well at. And I didn't mean to say Willie Stargell, by the way, I meant to say Dave Parker. Um, But when you look at even Dave Parker at between that time, of Dave Parker being there, he was also an outfielder too, played some first base. There was a lot of first base flux in this organization when you go out through all history. But Carlos Santana and Rowdy Telez, say they even do get traded at the deadline, I think it does buy the Pirates some time to figure out what they want to do with the position long term. But also, it buys them some time really if they're in contention to have two guys that are going to be valuable pieces for you moving forward. Now, with all that said, This is just a rumor. There's nothing really set in stone about this whatsoever. But I do think a Carlos Santana reunion for the Pittsburgh Pirates would go a long way for this team. There was a lot of players that looked up to him and his veteran presence. There was a lot of players that really asked him a lot of questions. He was very vocal in the clubhouse. He was a very fun player in the clubhouse. He did not want to leave Pittsburgh, but ultimately they traded him anyway. And I was even a large component of saying that I would have rather just kept him for the return that we got from Milwaukee. But alas, he did eventually go to Milwaukee. Obviously the Brewers get into the postseason and don't really do much of anything as they got swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks in just two games. But when you really break it down to what it's worth, Carlos Santana returning to this roster would be a very good thing for this team. And when you really look at what he has to offer still, he would be the obviously the alpha defensively between him and Telez at first base, but also that bat is still kicking. It's still a bat that is, as as I said earlier, offered 20-plus home runs last season. You mix the fact that Telez could hit 20 home runs in his sleep if he's healthy, and you're getting 40-plus home runs from just one position alone, not counting O'Neal Cruz, not counting he Brian Hayes, not counting Jack Sawinski, not counting Brian Reynolds, not counting if Henry Davis takes a step forward, then you're looking at an offense that looks a lot more potent than it does before Carlos Santana isn't on this roster. And I think it's a platoon that would work 
very well. Righties, Rowdy Telez. Lefties, Carlos Santana. And then if you really want to against righties, put Carlos Santana out there at first base to play defensively, and then put Rowdy Telez at DH, and you have both of their bats in the lineup with plus power available for you and something that I think would be very good for this team moving forward because, again, I think both of their swings work really well in PNC Park, and that's a move that I would watch for. I would watch for Carlos Santana. We'll see what the Pirates decide to do on that front. We'll see if they decide, hey, let's go get us a Carlos Santana and have a reunion with the veteran first baseman. Let him, of course, platoon alongside Rowdy Telez and see where it takes him because I don't think there's much really to lose but a ton to gain with a Carlos Santana reunion. Before we talk about the possibility of Michael A. Taylor being on this roster, We'll be right back. And folks, before we again get into Michael A. Taylor and the possibility of him joining the Pittsburgh Pirates roster, we're going to talk about game time. Folks, game time is your number one place to do all of your sports betting Well, sports viewing, actually, sorry. Sports betting is later in today's show, but Game Time is your place to do all this stuff. Game Time is your one-stop shop for all of your sports event attending because you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And they have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee because Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You get all-in prices that show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out, and you can buy your tickets in seconds with two taps. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price, and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again Create an account and redeem code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $20 off. And download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And folks, also, don't forget to check out Lost because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And folks, again, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. It is now Monday, January 9th. You probably heard in that first segment that I, or January 8th, sorry. Uh, You probably heard in that first segment that I said it was a January 5th episode. I was in the middle of recording it, had to go take care of something. So you're getting this episode, uh, the second half of the episode today, hence why I'm wearing different clothing in today's episode. Also hope the audio is pretty good. I'm using this microphone 
right now because the other microphone was having those massive audio issues that I couldn't seem to figure out. So we're hoping that this works at least moderately well until I can get that situated. And something else that I hope can work moderately well until the Pirates get it situated is Michael A. Taylor rumors that have kind of popped up as him being a potential option for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And Michael A. Taylor, definitely not one of those players that I really had on my radar specifically for the Pirates to go and get. Um, And you look at what he offers. He's a center fielder, obviously has played with a number of teams, a former uh, draft pick of the Washington Nationals has been most recently, of course, with the Minnesota Twins, had a 21 home run, 51 RBI season, despite only having a 220 average. But really, I think the biggest thing that you want to look with with Michael A. Taylor is if you're looking at the outfield of this Pittsburgh Pirates team and what its main weakness is, I think you can agree that defense is the main weakness of the outfield group that the Pirates currently possess. And when you're looking at a guy like Michael A. Taylor, he would immediately fill in that role as the best defensive outfielder that the Pirates would have by leaps and bounds. I mean, you look at his 2023 percentile rankings, he was a plus nine fielding run value, which was in the 93rd percentile. His outs above average was nine, which is in the 94th percentile. His arm value was two in the 87th percentile and arm strength at 91 and a half at 90 percentile. And then of course, sprint speed at 85 percentile, 28.7. So a very good defensive outfielder that would offer a lot of different things for this team. Obviously has played center field, obviously has, you know, experience playing all the outfield positions. And when you look at what the Pirates currently have in the outfield, you're looking at Brian Reynolds, who obviously is going to be in left field and play that position no matter what. You look at Jack Sawinski, who's a guy that obviously you can look at and say, hey, Jack Sawinski is going to offer you at least some moderately decent defense out in center field. And you're hoping that that bat can finally come to fruition and what it could be being a potentially 30 plus home run a season player. And then you look at right field, which has been the big question mark for the pirates pretty much the whole off season and became even more of a question mark when Eddie Rodriguez went down with his injury, because there was the idea that Henry Davis may still play that position, but now he's going to have to be the full-time catcher with Andy Rodriguez being out all season. So then you're looking at the likes of Connor Joe Joshua Palacios, Edward Olivares, and then uh, Gilberto Celestino, who they picked up earlier this year, also ironically from the Minnesota Twins. And you're saying, okay, there's not a ton not to like there. Um, Palacios was a very clutch player last year. Olivares has a ton of upside potentially with the home run ball. Uh, Palacios, again, has done decent things. Connor Joe is a veteran presence in the outfield. He's going to be that kind of guy that's going to, you know, just be who he is at this point. And none of those guys, again, are very adequate defenders. And I think for Michael A. Taylor playing right field, or if he really wanted to, you can move Sawinski to right field as well and let Taylor man center field in PNC Park. I think that's something that wouldn't be too bad for this team. Now, again, As I say with a lot of these things, I don't think that Michael A. Taylor is exactly the the guy that pushes things over. But as I spoke about with the Carlos Santana segment earlier in this uh, episode and speaking about this today, I mean, if you pick up Carlos Santana and Michael A. Taylor, folks, I think we feel 
really good about this team moving forward if those two things happen because then your outfield is a very deep position as it you really want it to be with what the Pirates have to offer out there and you have plenty of options and I mean if you're talking about Edward Oliveira as being your fourth outfielder I think things are moving very well for you moving forward in the outfield but then you also take into account that if you pick up Carlos Santana, and I talked about this, you then have a very, I think, very solid platoon of two veteran players and Rowdy Telez and Carlos Santana. Things start to get a little more interesting. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And when you consider that things start to get a little more interesting, I mean that by saying if the Pirates go out, and I'm going to take a swig of water real quick because my voice is deciding to give up on me a little bit. Um, when I say interesting, I'm not saying that the Pirates would be a perennial World Series contender or anything with these moves, but when you're breaking down what their ultimate goal should be in 2024, which is to compete and potentially win the NL Central, I think Michael A. Taylor would help a long way in that. And again, not exactly the highest per average guy. I mean, in 2022 and 2021, he was much better with the average 254 and 244. But last year was his big year OPS wise and home run wise that he's had the last couple seasons. He's 32 years old, so he'd be a veteran in the clubhouse for this team. And again, he's an adequate defender. Uh, is going to hit the occasional home run every now and then, is going to get on base via the walk, is going to help this team overall defensively out there in the outfield. And I think it's something the Pirates need to consider. I think it's something that, yeah, I think there's multiple bidders for him, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates actually try to outbid teams for a guy like Michael A. Taylor or a guy like a Carlos Santana just because I think these are needs on this team. They've done well with starting, uh, adding starting pitching and Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez. We'll talk about that in the final segment on why I still think they need to add at least one more. But the outfield has not really been touched outside of Oliveras and Celestino and then Billy McKinney. But I, again, don't think Billy McKinney is really going to amount to all that much. And then first base, you've got Rowdy Telez. <coughs> but what do you do after that? I mean, do you add another first baseman in Carlos Santana? Do you just let Jared Triolo be the guy and platoon and also, you know, run around the diamond as a utility man? These are all questions that we still have about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And with 45 days left until spring training games begin, I don't think they're done adding at all. And there's a reason they're involved in these rumors from a notable people that talk about these things, because I think that they are in on these things. I think they really are. I think they want to continue to add talent via free agency, via trade. And I think they want to be a better baseball team going into 2024 and be a contender. Now they've already added Martin Perez. They've already added Marco Gonzalez. Do they still need more starting pitching, though? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Before we talk about that, though, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful friends at FanDuel. And I told you to put your $5 bet to win $150 in bonus bets on the Pittsburgh Steelers because you could have done that. 
And the playoffs are here because the NFL's regular season is wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are a number of different ways to bet. You obviously have the live same game parlays. You find bets now in the Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup because FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and an official sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now I'm going to go uh, in this third segment. Of course, welcome to all my loyal third segment listeners. And I also wanted to say something to all my uh, loyal third segment listeners. We are one follower away from 2,500 followers on Twitter on Locked on Pirates. So make sure you guys follow over there. We'll end, obviously, the podcast today talking about that. But I feel like at this point, one of the biggest talking points of the season and of the offseason is was always going to be starting pitching. I don't think anybody really kids themselves when they're talking about that. Starting pitching is always going to be a part of the conversation for this team, and rightfully so. We saw the starting pitching last year with the injuries of JT Brubaker and the potential debut of Mike Burroughs getting derailed. Kind of throw this entire rotation into a tailspin. And you saw after Rich Hill was traded, I mean, Rowanzi Contreras' struggles really hurt. Luis Ortiz's struggles really hurt. Quinn Priester didn't amount to the massive debut that we were hoping that he would have. Now, obviously, those guys still very young and still have plenty of time to develop and still plenty of time to figure things out. But we'll really ultimately see what happens there. And when you're looking at starting pitching still, with this roster, yeah, you have Mitch Keller, who obviously had some things to say recently about his uh, potential extension this offseason, which I still think the Pirates need to get done because the longer they wait, the more expensive Keller gets, which means the more out of their price range he gets based off of what we can deduce from history from this team spending in free agency or spending on pitching. But you have Mitch Keller still. You have Marco Gonzalez, you have Martin Perez. Those three guys, I think you can confidently count on for what they're going to offer you. Obviously, Keller is your ace. Martin Perez, I think, is going to be a five to six to seven inning guy every single game that's going to get you about five or six strikeouts and do very good. Marco Gonzalez, I think, is going to be that guy who's going to give you five innings consistently, maybe three or four runs a start, very comparable to Rich Hill last year. That's what I would expect from those guys. But then you still have question marks about the other two uh, other two spots in the rotation, and rightfully so. I mean, you have the likes of Bailey Falter still on the roster. You have the idea that one of Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, or Quinn Priester are likely going to be your fifth starter in the rotation. How much trust do you have in them? I would like to see the Pirates still add some starting pitching. I just think it would be the right thing for them to do because we saw it last season with injuries, and you're seeing it now with Johan Oviedo being out all this year because obviously if Johan Oviedo was not out with a season-ending injury, we wouldn't be having the same conversation because, yeah, I think that I'd still want them to add another starter just to have depth, but 
now you're talking about them having another starter just that so you could sure up that four spot and then not have to worry so much about Rowanzi, Luis Ortiz, and Quinn Priester and kind of let them ease themselves into learning how to face major league hitting. And there's still a lot available. I mean, there's still a lot available in free agency that I could talk about, but really I don't know who the Pirates are going to go after if they're going to go in free agency. But trade is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Obviously, we just saw Robbie Ray get traded from the Seattle Mariners, and that kind of, I think, opens the door for a lot of the starting pitching to start being on the move. Obviously, Dylan Cease has been a big conversation of – a big topic of conversation in this offseason due to what he could potentially offer to teams. But obviously they're asking prices very high. And then you don't really know what's going to come available to teams. You really just don't know what players are going to come available. You guys really enjoyed that episode that I had a few weeks ago about talking about the Miami Marlins pitching. That was a topic of conversation with the likes of Jesus Lazardo and, um, Edward Cabrera and guys like that potentially being available, but are those guys going to be available? That's the biggest question mark of the offseason that remains is if the Pirates do want to go trade for a starter, if they do want to go trade for somebody like that, how do you do it? And I think that's the biggest question moving forward, but I do say that I think the Pirates still need to go out and get starting pitching. It's just something that I think they need to go do because they can't not have too many pitching. They can't have too much pitching, folks. I think we can all agree with that. I think that's something that moving forward we could all say, yeah, I, I would like the Pirates to go out and get another guy. And I I always pull up spot track for all of you, and I always like to, you know, pull this up and talk about the players that are still available. And for starting pitching again, I mean there's still a lot there. And when you're looking at the starting pitching market and what it's been, it's been kind of crazy, folks. And you look at starting pitching again, and, I mean, Marcus Stroman is still not signed. You're looking at guys like, well, Julio Arias is screwed. But, I mean, he's still on the list. But I doubt that anybody even touches that with a 10-foot pole. But you're still looking at Hejin Ryu. You look at Alex Wood, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco. Blake Snell is still available. Brandon Woodruff, Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber, James Paxton, Zach Greinke, Michael Lorenzen, Johnny Cueto, Rich Hill, Jacob Rizzi, Brad Keller, Eric Lauer, Zach Davies, Vince Velasquez, Danny Duffy, Drew uh, Drew Wazinski, Domingo Herman, Austin Voss, Spencer Turnbull, Julio Teheron. I mean, there's still a lot available in free agency and I'm sure there's going to be a lot available in trade but obviously we're going to be keeping up with all that as we always do here on the Locked On Pirates podcast and folks thank you for tuning into the show sorry that it was so late this week obviously we'll have an episode tomorrow Wednesday and Thursday maybe even an extra episode Friday we'll see how I feel about that but folks thank you for tuning in as you always do here on the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. Follow me on Twitter right there at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates for all of your news, analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And make sure you also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And until then, folks, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, like the video, and I'll see you on the flip side.